It's looking like it will be a record-breaking year for the Columbia Farmers Market, which recently won the People's Choice number one farmers market in the nation. It takes a team to put on the farmers market, and today we're talking with Karina Smith, the executive director, all about what's happening behind the scenes at the market. From expansions to marketing tools, Smith is helping to grow the Saturday morning staple. But before she made her way to the market, Smith had a love for food already growing from her upbringing in rural Missouri, where gardening and canning was the norm. She's come and gone from Columbia, found love through food, and today we're going to talk about all of it. I'm your host, Grace Cooper, and here's our reporter, Philip Garrett, in conversation with Karina Smith. Welcome to Vox Voice. Hello, everyone. I'm Philip Garrett with Vox Magazine, and today I'm joined by Karina Smith, Executive Director of Columbia Farmers Market. Karina, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, let's get into it. So if anyone doesn't know, you did attend school here at MU. I so did. So mm-hmm. before the Columbia Farmers Market, what were some things you did while attending school here? Well, I think it's important to note that I actually attended all three schools oh. in, in Columbia. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Made my way through, mm-hmm. um, but eventually ended up at Mizzou and graduated from here. I have a history degree at Mizzou, and I... Took all kinds of different history classes. It was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of, like, American history and European history. So you did say you studied in history. What led you to this path to the farmer's market? Honestly, uh, my my parents, especially my mother, is kind of what started my love and maybe as a child hate for food. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my I grew up in rural Missouri and... Uh, my mom fed me and my three sisters from her backyard farm, her backyard garden. Mm-hmm. And so I remember vividly picking green beans as a kid and, and canning salsa, always helping her in the garden or uh, in the kitchen. And so that's where my, my love for food really started, or at least appreciation for, for the hard work that goes into to preparing and mm-hmm. growing food. And then I, when I started school uh, here in Columbia, I started working in the restaurant industry. And Mm -hmm. so I was in and out of the restaurant industry for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, those are the kind of the two beginning bricks of of my love for for food. And Mm -hmm. it continued to grow. I moved to New Orleans in 2015, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of... I kind of became an adult, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I was no longer rebelling against the way my mom raised me. Um, I started to really appreciate and understand what healthy eating really was mm-hmm. and what it meant and, and cooking for myself, you know, on a regular basis. And I started shopping at the Crescent City Farmers Market down there. And that's that's when I really fell in love with farmers markets. And, you know, I, I had my favorite vendors that I saw and talked to every week and then I moved back to Columbia and fortunately got this job and mm-hmm. been in it since. Did you meet your husband in New Orleans? I did, yeah. Oh, no, so so, tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so that's kind of a, a funny or, I don't know, special story. <laughs> he, um, I, had, I had kind of quit working in the restaurant industry in New Orleans for a few years. I was working in some art-related industries. I went to Europe for six, seven weeks with my sister, came back and was broke. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I got to make some quick cash. Waiting tables is the way to do it. So I got a job at this restaurant called Amano. Turns out the head chef and owner 
was also from Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I remember like walking into the into their kitchen and there's all these canned like home canned jars of tomato sauce and like they didn't do this at any of the restaurants mm. I've ever worked in. It's always stuff off of a truck, you know. So that that was like this very special like what what are they doing here? <laughs> and and so um you know, turns out the head chef again, like I said, is from Missouri, and so we kind of bonded over that and our appreciation and love for for food. And yeah, we eventually started dating and then moved back to Missouri to be closer to our families. And he is is still in the restaurant industry here in Columbia. He's one of the um, co-owners of Bardell Butcher and Table. What is your source of passion for locally grown and locally made food items? My source for passion? Yeah, that's probably evolved over the years, but I think my real passion over the especially since I've taken this job is knowing the hard work that that it takes for our producers to grow and raise the food. You know, I'm passionate about helping them make a living and helping our community get access to this amazing food. Mm-hmm. How have you continued what your mother started in your life by having homegrown foods around? You know, the the canning and the gardening, that's that's what I, you know, my mom passed that along to, to me and my sisters. For a few years when uh, my husband Josh and I moved back to Columbia, we, we actually moved to Columbia and then left, kind of. We moved, uh, we bought some acreage right outside of Prairie Home, Missouri, which is about 35, 45 minutes from here. And we had a huge garden and uh, all kinds of canning. But, I mean, we grew so much that it was more than what we could actually consume or even process. We we kind of quickly realized that while we loved that land, it that wasn't the direction that we needed to go in or that we were able to go in um, for our future. But, but you know, putting that big kind of garden in and then processing that food is, you know, my mom still does that to this day. And it's, you know, she's mainly just canning stuff now and, and growing stuff for her and my dad and, and I guess my new baby niece who now oh. loves applesauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just having that appreciation of of knowing where your food comes from and and even more so when you grow it yourself then you r- really can can appreciate um what other people do to to grow food. Mm-hmm. And then at your farm what do they grow how much time do you like invest into it? So I don't we don't have that property anymore. Oh, we no. we actually in 2019 uh we realized that so when we bought the property uh my husband uh, hadn't the discussion hadn't even be started for the restaurant for Bardell, mm-hmm. and he was driving, you know, an hour and a half every day late at night. I work from home mainly, and it just it wasn't feasible for us to continue that. And so in 2019, we moved back into Columbia. Mm-hmm. So you did say something about a salsa recipe <laughs> you had that your mom had. Could you tell us a little bit about how you make it? Yeah. Um, and so we, my husband and I, we still, we still make it all the time. I can't give you the exact recipe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Family secrets. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of your basic tomato, pepper, onion, garlic, some herbs, mm-hmm. the right amount of vinegar and honey and salt is really, I think, what um, 
pulls it all together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we, I've gardened quite a bit, you know, in my backyard and and I have access to all kinds of produce at the farmer's Mm -hmm. market. But I mean, we make every year somewhere between five to 10 gallons of salsa and can it um, gets us through the year. So it's a lot. We eat a lot of chips and salsa. (laughs) (laughs) Besides working for the market, how do you support local growers in your personal life? Well, I I eat a lot of their food. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I you know I shop as much as I can uh, at the market, and but I also you know through my job, I'm I'm always trying to find other ways to help them grow their businesses. Mm-hmm. For example, we we wrote a large grant to help them learn and and gain resources to better market themselves. Mm-hmm. Like farmers are great at growing food, right? But the there's always and really in any industry, there's kind of this line of like, okay, so you can grow this or you you have this skill, but if you want to start a business, there's a whole other set of skills that you have to learn and figure out. Mm. And so marketing is, is one of those. And so we we wrote a huge grant. So we're helping them build websites and branding and all kinds of workshops. So that's mm. you know, other than um, supporting them financially by buying their food, I'm always trying to find ways to help them grow their business. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what are some of your favorite dishes that you've made from local ingredients? There's this awesome eggplant dish mm. uh, that I recently discovered where um, so you chop it up. I, I don't remember what it's called, but you chop it up and like deep fry them in like one inch cubes, and then you mix it with this uh, like hot peppers and vinegar and salt. Ooh. So good, and then you just delicious. let it kind of like marinate for a couple of days in the fridge, and it just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. This uh, this time of year, you know, soup comes to mind. Always making Always. soup. Um, been making uh, very often some like some squash chicken soup with uh, either like. Kabocha squash or red curry or butternut squash and and locally raised chicken and, of course, chicken broth that we make, too, Mm. from those chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's those are some of my my favorite things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Those all sound so delicious. I'll have to try them. Yeah. The market offers products from a lot of vendors and attracts a lot of people. So what does your weekday weekend look like to ensure it runs smoothly for both parties? Uh, So, I mean, I'm, you know easily 40 hours a week making sure the market runs smoothly kind of like the 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 lead in or the, like to to get set up for a saturday is always you know making sure i i put a map together mm-hmm. uh, make you know putting assigning stalls for the vendors we have a lot of promotion that we do like newsletters and social media early in the season i book out the the whole schedule of musicians and kids activities uh, so then like leading up to that that Saturday, we're promoting those. There's a lot of like uh, back end work to making sure that we, we have a lot of programs that we also run. And so making sure that all of those are kind of accounted for correctly, reconciliation of, of a token program we do and and those kind of things. Saturday mornings are just, just kind of like go, 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 go mm-hmm. for, you know, all morning. I get there at 6 a.m., there's vendors that are there before I get there. <laughs> um, but, you know, usually by 630, the market's already kind of like hopping. There's an energy, a buzz where um, vendors are setting up and just making sure that everybody is in the right space, that, you know, they have the products they said they were going to bring, making sure that they're, 
that they've got weights on their tents and, uh, you know, make just kind of like directing traffic all morning. Mm-hmm. And then what do you think are some qualities that help you do your job well? Like personal qualities? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> being the oldest sister. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I, – I think I'm I'm pretty great at at, at directing people and managing people, mm-hmm. and and so that that is uh you know something that that I do on a regular basis. I'm also really passionate about it, and you know that I think that passion comes through uh, with the work that I do for the market. Also, being very organized, uh, waiting tables for so many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's waited tables knows that you have to like juggle a gazillion different things at one time, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the same thing with this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like never two Saturdays that are the same, and you never know what you're gonna have to to address that day. Um, there's all kinds of things that I've had to learn on a Saturday, you know, like Karina, the my electrical outlets aren't working, mm-hmm. or like there's something wrong with the plumbing, or you know, somebody got hurt, or, or all these things. And uh, I mean, usually it's just like flipping a breaker switch, so it's yeah. not too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but just kind of always always having to to help people. Mm-hmm. So you've learned so much from just, like, helping people there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Like, on Saturdays and then also, like, what I do during the week, you know, I'm I'm a pro at, at QuickBooks now. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm we're constantly working on, on marketing and managing staff. And, you know, I I wouldn't say that when I started this job that I was very outgoing or, or extroverted and I may not be still but I I'm very comfortable talking to people now mm-hmm. um, in front of a, a microphone or yeah. on a stage if I have to and so that that's definitely been I mean the market has given me so many skills that that I'm so grateful that I've been able to learn and and take on what are some of your favorite products sold at the market and why mm. Well, if I still ate dairy, <laughs> uh, I would uh, definitely frequent uh, Hemi Brothers, um, cheese curds, and then uh, some blue cheese from Goat's Beard. Um, I always have to get my bag of Guatemalan coffee from Fretboard. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I love to get uh, chicken thighs from Hickory Hill Pastures. You know, eggs from the Stanton Brothers. You can't beat uh, an heirloom tomato from just about anybody at the market. Uh, during the summer, I love to get my my sweet corn. Boys from Shamoy. Um, oh man, you know I like I. <laughs> I'm getting hungry right now. I know. Uh, I'm like everything you list <laughs> off. I'm like I'm just getting so hungry right now. Yeah. Um, all kinds of like delicious sourdough breads. All kinds of different meats. Uh, a lot of people think that the farmer's market is just kind of like summer produce. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we got it all. We got, you know, beef, pork, chicken, turkey, lamb, goat, fish. And also, because like, we're open year-round, we have we have so much produce. I'm still blown away every winter when I show up and I'm like, how is there so much, like so many green vegetables? It's mm-hmm. January outside. <laughs> but with like... High tunnels and greenhouses, our vendors are are just doing amazing things and growing mm-hmm. stuff year-round. Mm-hmm. So there's been a revamping of the farmer's market since the 80s. How is that project going, and what's been changed and what's going to change? 
Yeah, so we have seen a lot of change since 1980 when we first opened. I can't speak directly about that. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> um, but the when we first opened, uh, the site used to be the, the Boone County Fairgrounds. And so we had like a shelter over our head and we, um, you know, set up every Saturday. And then the fairgrounds moved north of town, but the markets remained there on site. Um, so we've been on that same location where we are since 1980. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s, the city acquired that and turned it into a city park. Uh, the Clary Shy Community Park. And we remained there. And But ever since we lost that roof over our heads, we were like, we need a roof. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so after many attempts, we were uh, finally successful. We had all the right partners come together. Uh, it was in 2015, Columbia Farmers Market, uh, Columbia Center for Urban Agriculture, CCUA, and Sustainable Farms and Communities, and Columbia Parks and Recreation came together and formed Friends of the Farm, which is kind of the the name for our group. And we launched a capital campaign to start developing um, Columbia's Agriculture Park. And uh, if if you haven't been to the market recently, um, which I hope everybody has, Mm -hmm. then uh, next time you come, you'll notice that there has been a lot of development there on the site that used to be just a bunch of green space. Mm -hmm. The market... Uh, has a permanent home under the MU Healthcare Pavilion. Uh, the urban farm has been um, built out over the last two years, and that's where that's CCUA's main headquarters. Uh, there's also a barn and greenhouse that's been uh, constructed that they operate out of, and then a, a one-room schoolhouse that they use for field trips with CPS and for like community groups. Um, it's kind of a, a space for for teaching about local food and agriculture. And then uh, future development, which is like in the works, the current portion of, of the pavilion that's there is just a third of it. Um, so we have raised enough money to actually construct the whole thing. There's 98 stalls and all 98 will be covered. Mm-hmm. So still two thirds of our vendors are putting pop-up tents mm-hmm. up. So we want to get everybody under one roof to, you know, protect them from, from the weather and, or the, the heat or the whatever mother nature throws at us. And then the, the kind of final piece, which we're still fundraising for is going to be kind of a, a welcome center, uh, and that will have a commercial kitchen that people can rent, food entrepreneurs and teaching classes can work out of there, uh, an event space and offices for the farmer's market and for CCUA. Mm. We're just kind of getting started there at mm. the park. There's a lot that's still to be constructed. We moved in in, the, in July of 2019, and CCUA moved in, I believe, in 2020. And so, like I said, we're we're just going to start. I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year we've seen so much success. Both of our groups have, and I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to say to the vendors or the shoppers of the market, whether that be to look for expansions, new vendors, anything else? Mm-hmm. So we are open year round. Saturday will be open from nine a.m. to noon, uh, and those will be our winter hours. And then to kind of like to vendors going forward, uh, we will start taking applications in January for the 2022 summer season. Um, so we would love to get some more farmers and, and you know, producers into our market. So if anybody's interested, feel free to, to reach out to me. But I, I can't wait to see what next year has to hold. This year, we, we've broken every record. 
mm-hmm. in the last 41 years. We've had over, I think, it's, I just just looking at the numbers today, like 117,000 people have already oh, come through the market this year. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think our highest number before was around 70,000. We have dispensed more. We have a, a token program um, where we match SNAP and, and WIC um, recipients. And between that and all of our other uh, tokens, we've like blown our previous year's numbers out of the water. And so, and I also can't wait to see what our like our vendor sales, our end of the year sales will be. Um, the last two years, we've sold like two point two million dollars, and I'm expecting twenty twenty one's numbers to be substantially higher. So, what opportunities and benefits do vendors get from selling at the farmers market? Their opportunity is to to have kind of a guaranteed customer base. Mm-hmm. You know, this year we have been averaging around thirty five hundred to four thousand customers every Saturday, and uh, those you know th- those are guaranteed that like they're going to come there. So um, they they get a space and and they get the customers, and then we also have all those marketing resources I mentioned earlier. So that's that's kind of the the main thing, and and but they're also gaining this community of of other farmers, and and food entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, if they're new and beginning farmers, they have a wealth of knowledge to access and to you know to all these other vendors that've been selling at our market for years and years and years. For our prepared food vendors, they now have access to an abundant amount of food ingredients that they can use and in, in their prepared food. So um, it's it's this kind of this beautiful, dysfunctional and functional family that, that we have there. Mm-hmm. And, and what do shoppers gain from shopping at the farmer's market on Saturday rather than like something like a brick and mortar store? I mean, one, they're getting better food. <laughs> uh, it's fresher. It tastes better. Uh, it's more nutritious. But they're also... They're also kind of also getting that, that community. community. Yeah. You know, I I see people that come every Saturday. Uh, you know, it's it's a religion for them. <laughs> like it they come no matter what. And they come and shop with their favorite producers. And they're also investing in their community. Around fifteen cents on the dollar goes back to the farmer if you're purchasing at you know at a grocery store or supermarket, and that whole dollar is going back to our our farmers when you're buying direct. And there's not many opportunities when you can directly purchase from the producer, and then you get to ask those questions. You know mm-hmm. the important questions about what you care about with how your food was produced. You get to have that that community and, and that interaction with with those vendors. We all know food is a necessity, but what makes it such a great way of like bringing people together, whether it's locally made or not? I mean, I, I keep going back to community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's this this special place that everybody eats, right? And mm-hmm. and we want everybody to have access to the food that we that we are producing. And so I think just being able to have this kind of neutral space that everybody from all walks of life can come together and and buy food and talk about food and and eat food on a Saturday morning is is what's kind of special. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Karina, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure getting to speak with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was this was great, and I, mm-hmm. I hope to see you and everybody at the mm-hmm. farmer's market. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. That was it for this episode of Vox Voice. Thank you for joining us. Next Saturday morning when you wake up, think about checking out the farmer's market. You'll never know what you'll find. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.